Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Julio Jones to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hayden, out of left field. You, in our wide receiver sleeper show, hopefully you all checked out that video, told everyone to draft Julio Jones. At what spot? Julio was going prior to this as the wide receiver 81, 191 overall. We had hinted, suggested that maybe it was the Green Bay Packers. But now there are so many layers to peel back here of who the Bucks are with Julio, what this does to impact the rest of the wide receiver, quarterback group, running back group even. So let's start first, though, with the individual talent that is Julio Jones, because I know Hayden, you have said that he's not washed, despite what the stats might say of Julio Jones last season. I mean, I don't even know where this narrative came from. He was not healthy. Yes, congrats. You figured out that he was missing time like everybody else was saying. But actually, the stats and the eye test both said that Julio Jones was good last year. Like, let's remove weeks 14, 15, and 16. He was playing less than 50% of those snaps. If you remove those games where he was clearly not healthy, and you look at the rest of the games, the playoff games, the games before his injury, he was 13th in PFF grade out of 105 receivers, 11th in yards per route run at 2.2. He uh, averaged 85.7 yards in 2020. Uh, last year, when in those six games where he played more than 50% of the snaps, he averaged 62 yards. Is he elite? No, he's not elite anymore. But I think you can move him down a couple tiers, and you can see how Julio Jones still is very big and very explosive. Uh, I'm very curious what the contract is going to look like here. Uh, I'm very curious to see how they how this impacts uh, Chris Godwin. But I yep. think if the Bucks' plan is let's get him out there for half the snaps. Uh, if something happens to Chris Godwin in a setback, if something happens to one of the other receivers, we know we have the potential of a really good player. Go watch some of the some of the film here. The dude's still very big, very explosive. You have to kind of squint and remove a couple of the uh, unhealthy games, but he was still cooking people last year. Okay, let's let's talk through a bunch of these because, as we know, we just mentioned wide receiver 81 is where Julio was going. We've been all over Mike Evans, suggesting that like a wide receiver one overall outcome was in the range of possibilities for the wide receiver seven in Mike Evans. Also, this offseason, the team went out and signed Russell Gage to a, what, three-year, $30 million contract with two years basically guaranteed. And then Chris Godwin, late season injury, but he's back to practicing today. Yeah, Back to practicing today. We know Gronk retired, but also bringing in Kyle Rudolph as somewhat of a veteran presence while also having Cameron Brait, who is still 
such a massive influence inside the 20 and inside the 10 yard line. So now that we know about Julio, that there still is something left in the tank, just didn't do well, didn't get along with the Titans and the practice schedule that they had. Where do we pick up from here? Where do you want to start in that dynamic of the wide receiver room and how it's going to impact the ADPs moving forward? Let's just start from the top down. Mike Evans currently the 16th overall player and on underdog fantasy. Uh, I moved him down to about 22nd overall. I think you can move him down for a couple of reasons. One, there was the good news that Chris Godwin is cleared to practice, which is a little bit ahead of schedule. Uh, and obviously the Julio Jones stuff makes the they're a little more target competition. So I think moving them down, uh, I think it's like a good debate. T Higgins versus Mike Evans. I feel like it's pretty interesting. Mike Williams, Mike Pittman, uh, Tyree Kill, all those names kind of grouped together at the that the two three turn. Do you have any disagreements? Like two three turn for Mike Evans seems about fair, or do you still want to rank them at like the one two turn? It's so tough. I'm you're so much better at this, to be honest with you, of immediately re-ranking people because I need to like filter through this versus this, that versus that. What always stands out though with Mike Evans, one what seven years of a thousand yards to start his career. He had 18 targets inside the 20, but most importantly, 12 targets inside the 10 yard line. I don't think that any of that's going away. And he's still a route runner at his size. Like that's always undervalued with him. But yes, rather than possibly taking him in multiple drafts over CD lamb back in the Tyree kill Debo Samuel. Cause there are some qualms about those conversations is back probably where I'll put them other than ranking him as like the wide receiver five previously. Cause I was above ADP on Mike Evans. To me, T Higgins, Mike Evans, pretty similar ish cases. There's some target competition, but you know, you have good quarterback play and both of those players are better in best ball down the field. They could s- certainly spike and be first, second, third overall. But we wide still receiver. think he's the top wide receiver. Like I agree. Still so the top receiver on that team. I have him one spot ahead of T Higgins in my rankings. I like 22nd okay. overall. Okay. Now there's other news beyond this. And maybe we should start with the healthy players first. Um, you know, this, I was packing my damn bags of Russell Gage all summer and you quietly, you wouldn't overtly say this, but you quietly, whenever I brought up his name, you were just like, Hmm. Then like three seconds of silence. And I move on to the next thing. You were never crazy about Russell Gage. I thought he was a really good player in Atlanta. Jason Light, the Bucks organization, believed he's a great player as well. But not only in my brain was it necessarily a hedge, but insurance on, hey, these are the areas where he is going to win. We've seen these slot targets who also can win outside be really dominant with Tom Brady in the past, someone who threw more 20-plus yard passes than anyone in the league last season. But I can't draft any more Russell Gage going as wide receiver 34. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, it's over. It's over for me. I'm done drafting him all summer long. <laughs> um, but then where no, that's actually a bad take, Josh. And this is I know, I know what you mean. And wait two weeks. So this is my thing with Russell Gage is when Russell Gage is going up the board, like, yes, I'm like, all right, Chris Godwin timeline's a little uncertain. I'm gonna move Russell I've already Gage taken 10 too spots, much though. 10 spots. But now in two weeks from now, now when you get Russell Gage in the one thirties. <laughs> Now is the time to be drafted. So what him. you're telling me, Hayden, is I'm going to have 65% exposure to Russell I'm Gage. I'm saying you summer. owe me 100 push-ups is what I'm saying here. Okay. So where should we slot him? To me, he can't be before Kadarius Tony or Brandon Ayuk or MVS. How much further does it fall? Tyler Boyd territory <laughs> at wide receiver 51. Where are we now slotting Russell yeah. Gage? I think I think Tyler Boyd. I would have Tyler Boyd over uh, Russell Gage personally. There, what what both you're hoping the number three, uh, and there is no Julio Jones number four uh, on the Bengals. So I'd rather have Tyler Boyd. I think that you can make a discussion right now. Russell Gage, Julio Jones. 
Who would you rather have rest of the season? I put them right next to each other. This is like my, I mean, this has been five minutes, guys. And I'm packing my bags. I'm going to San Diego, trying to take the wife on a nice day. I'm trying to get my fantasy rankings in order. I have them back to back. Uh, 120s, 130s, 140s. I think that's kind of where we're going to be settling in for Russell Gage. The thing about Russell Gage, though, that makes it so interesting. There is no Russell Gage fans out there. I mean, you hey, might be the only one. You might be the, I'm only, the only one. one. You might be the only one. So I think his ADP is really going to plummet here. And But I think at the same time, you better be hoping your bags are packed for Julio Jones because I was right. drafting him 190th overall. So if everyone else can be drafting him 120th overall, is that a good bet? What the actual play was is you were supposed to be fading Gage and yep. buying Julio. And well, now, now, who, who knew that this would happen? I was getting both. I was having high exposure to both. Yeah, I, I think I think this was the worst outcome, and I would say this was a very <laughs> unexpected outcome for Russell Gage. But uh, also, Russell Gage climbing into the 60s is there should be a little warning sign with that as well. I, I think that I think the actual really tough part about this is the Chris Godwin, because I can see this being played a million ways. If, if I'm the Bucks organization, I'm all right. I got Julio Jones who could certainly be available for the first month of the season. Am I going to slow play with Chris Godwin? Now uh, Russell Gage can play in the slot and he can be uh, another excuse to slow play for Chris Godwin. But at the same time, Chris Godwin was cleared to practice right now, which was ahead of schedule by uh, more than a couple weeks. I don't know how, how cleared to practice. Like that's a very vague term to me. I don't know if that means he's a hundred percent. If he's somewhere in between, they've always been a little bit cautiously optimistic here. I didn't really move Chris Godwin because I, I think the Julio Jones announcement's a, a little bit bad for uh, Chris Godwin, but also he's being a little healthier, which is, I think is good news. So I, I think in the 60s, 70s is the right spot for Chris Godwin. 64 um, overall right now. I, I don't think there's that great of a reason to move him up or down, really. Okay. This is... <laughs> Let's look at it from the Bucks' perspective, okay? Is this just a play where this is their window to win. Tom retired. He came back. The organization really hasn't changed other than a Rob Gronkowski retirement and uh, Ali Marpet retirement. But you also can bring in Shaq Mason. Now you bring in Julio Jones plus Russell Gage. Obviously, AB is no longer on the team. Is this just loading it up because they know it's the window to win? Or is this filling certain roles? Like The reason I bring this up, and you get sick of me, you get sick of me, but always looking at like where Gronk was so important for this team. And it was those intermediate seam targets, right? And yep. especially being a presence inside of the red zone. You need 11 targets last year inside the red zone, five catches, four touchdowns, like just a big body in that area. Russell Gage was never going to fill that aspect. If Chris Godwin, a little bit of a hedge, maybe Julio really earns his money early on. We know he's never, ever, ever been a touchdown machine. But maybe that's how they view him here, plus Mike oh. Evans on the outside. Julio Jones might set his own personal touchdown record. It's, it's this the offense. late career, you know, yeah. change in the arc, the change in the storyline, the change in the archetype of what we're getting from him potentially. No, I, I think what Julio Jones is, I don't think he's going to average eight, nine, ten targets. I think those days are behind him. It's this play action, deep crossing rally. Like a like couple that. of these highlights Overout. right here, that's where it's going to be. Uh, Julio Jones. I think this is a perfect thing. Like Mike Evans is your red zone jump ball guy. Uh, Chris Godwin can do whatever underneath. And then on the play action stuff, when there's doing those duo runs, this is definitely a power rushing offense. Tom Brady under center. And all of a sudden you have a deep 
routes. I think that uh, Julio Jones probably have a high yards per target, high yards per reception, probably not going to have as many targets as we're used to. Uh, and in those six games where he is healthy, I can see him having a couple big weeks just winning downfield. Cause I still think in a straight line, the dude is still terrifying. I mean, just look at this play right there. This dude could still ball. I think it's going to be on limited volume, but then there is a role for him. I think when all like, let's, let's play the week 17 thing. Like that's the underdog fantasy thing. The week 17, who's going to be out there. I think that, uh, it'll be Mike Evans is the X receiver. Chris Godwin's going to be starting in the slot. We're expecting him to be fully healthy by the end of the season. And then Russell Gage and Julio Jones kind of be rotating in that Z spot. And the good thing with Russell Gage and Chris Godwin is that there is an injury to any one of the other receivers. Yep. They have inside outside versatility. I even think you can hide Julio Jones in the slot if you need to. So they go four deep. I think there'll be a little bit of a rotation. I don't think Mike Evans is leaving the field, but they might do a little more 10 personnel than we're used to. Uh, but I think this is mostly just insurance. And you have uh, Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. You're hoping that you get a combined 17 games out of those two. Okay. We buried the lead a little bit. While I might have missed the boat, uh, well, been ahead of it in drafting too much Russell Gage. Three highest drafted quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Tom Brady for me. We have a free nice. draft guide posting on this Monday. You all. Can go check it out. It'll be on all our social medias. And if you're checking out for this video after Monday, August 1st, I'll link it down below. Um, Tom Brady was going as the quarterback 10 after being the quarterback three last season. At the time when we did our quarterback rankings video, I asked what the hell changed. It's just because people get enamored, obsessed with younger quarterbacks who have rushing potential. And they forget about the dude who led the NFL in attempts of 20 plus yards last year who is behind arguably a top three top five offensive line who can start a drive if he wants to with 12 straight passing plays like he's in complete command in an offense that now is loaded with position groups Sophie talked about wide receivers and those rankings hey we're going to see a late surge and we already have seen a recent surge of Trey Lance up from I don't know quarterback 12 where he was Maybe Trey Lance gets all the way up to quarterback seven and replaces Joe Burrow there. This should certainly impact Tom Brady. No, like I've already had him ranked as the quarterback seven. Shouldn't that be his spot to claim? Yeah, no, I think that Tom Brady should climb looking last year using underdog scoring fantasy points over replacement, a.k.a. better and best ball points. Tom Brady was 18th overall and he's his ADP is 85th overall. You and I both have him in the 60s. That's before our Julio Jones. Give him a slight bump. You don't go too crazy here. Uh, Tom Brady was going to get his, whether he had Julio Jones uh, or not, but I'm with you. I think that Chris Godwin's ADP has dropped. Tom Brady's ADP has actually dropped 16% since the beginning what? of Best Ball Mania 3. Uh, so, yeah, this is the time to buy. I, I don't know. People, like, go, people go get rushing. so obsessed with rushing upside, like the dude who's going to score six yeah. to eight rushing touchdowns and 600 rushing yards. Tom Brady is better than he has ever been throwing down the field. He takes more chances than he ever has previously. He will throw an interception to create big plays because he knows the league has changed. And the effect that he now has on this team is staggering to me where all these guys come back for potentially a little less money, or you can get these final free agent to secure the, the final, you know, tick of the check marks on the checklist. Um, Man, I can't wait to watch this offense. And it's an NFC South, dude. Like, there's some maybe some frisky defenses there with the Panthers and the Saints, but no offense is even close to being able to put up how many points the, the Bucks are going to be able to put up. And they don't take their foot off the gas, man. Yeah. 30, 40 points a week. Let's do it. Um, all right. Let's end this over under Julio Jones, 130th in ADP. Now, my question to you 
and the people know this, if you're subscribed to the channel, we always say, follow the money. You know, there's no way that Julio Jones is earning more money than Russell Gage this year. 10 million bucks. Russell Gage is earning. Yeah. Does that impact this? Uh, right now in my rankings, just initial gut rankings, I have Russell Gage one spot ahead of Julio Jones. Like that's, I'm going to be following the the contracts and all that stuff. It's very early uh, into this discussion, but I think in the 120s, somewhere right by that Tyler Boyd range is kind of where we're going to have Julio Jones and Russell Gage. Okay. If any of the last 15 minutes made sense, be sure to hit that subscribe button, the thumbs up, heck, even the notification bell. We freaking just finished a show 30 minutes ago, and then this news hit. Um, hopefully, all of you watched those sleeper shows, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers specifically. When Hayden, one of his six names that he brought up was Julio Jones as wide receiver 81, and now that's a total smash spot. I need to – this is a hell tier revelation. Look at this tweet. You guys were drafting Justin Ross as wide receiver oh. 88 versus Julio Jones 86. This was in shame June. on you. A million pushups. If, if that was you, a million. Hayden <laughs> is just the drill sergeant handing out pushups. Now scampers. We appreciate you. Um, this is awesome. Feels like football season. And again, if you want to use these rankings and this logic to your advantage, go and play on underdog fantasy. All right. For Hayden, I'm Josh. What a day. We will talk to y'all soon.